Welcome to Reckoning and Repair, the art that's touched Philadelphia. My name is Hakima Abdul-Fatah. I'm a PhD student in the anthropology department here at the University of Pennsylvania, an artist and a museum worker. Shwarga Bhattachari is an artist based in North Philadelphia. Born in Dhaka, Bangladesh, Shwarga moved to the U.S. in 2014. He received an MFA from the Tyler School of Art and Architecture at Temple University and a BFA in Drawing and Painting from the Faculty of Fine Arts in Dhaka University. I spoke with Shwarga in February as his first solo exhibition entitled Excavation Paths was wrapping up at 12 Gates Arts here in Philadelphia. The exhibition was curated by Tausif Noor. I am particularly interested in Shwarga's life history, growing up in Bangladesh and immigrating to the U.S., and how this has shaped his practice. Shwarga has done extensive research in both South Asia and the Americas that influences his artistic practice, everything from the colors he works with to the images he references. And this has also informed his teaching philosophy. I'm excited to speak with Shwarga today about his own path towards becoming an artist and the creative and political potential he sees for the arts in our world today. So it varies, you know, like if you think about only the medium, I would say like right after grad school, I made a series which I called Survive. Mm -hmm. The reason was I don't had any studio. I couldn't afford any. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking like if I don't have any support, like zero support, you know, like the wall ends and I'm the only person who survived. Would I still make art? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Like, why I would, why I make, you know? And what resources are available around me that I can use? I'm not alone. There are other artists who kind of looked for resources around, you know? And paints were expensive, so I couldn't afford paints from art stores. And the first thing I... I could find was paper. There are a lot of paper in the street, you know, trash paper. And I started collecting those trash papers, like flyers from groceries, you know. And I started making molds out of those papers. And I started making paintings on top of them. So it was cheaper, it was more storable because I was using a baking pan, Mm -hmm. like different baking pans, so they're not too large. So I could make little squares and I could combine them to make a large painting. So the idea of that, seeing these flyers in the street and collecting them, that came out from the intention of survive. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted to say that, yeah, if I don't have any money, would I still make art? Mm-hmm. And what that would be? Mm-hmm. I, I was making drawing with pens, you know. I had that challenge, like, if I can make art within $10. So I was just buying papers, I was just be- buying pen for 50 cents. And there is a connection of, like, when somebody's choosing some object, some uh, mediums mm-hmm. or surface, like, what was the situation? Every work I'm making, they have a personal uh, relation that mm-hmm. the stage I'm going through, even um, with the oxide pigment that I'm using now, glue, glue were cheaper, mm-hmm. and oxide pigments were cheaper to make my own paints. Mm-hmm. 
So I started making my own paints. I was building my own uh, surface in so many different ways. I was buying the cheapest acrylic I could at that point and I was trying to make them more durable. So I was experimenting with all these possibilities. I still do. Even I was uh, collecting uh, plastic mm -hmm. from the, the top uh, lead of uh, ice water. And I was cutting those plastics and I was making, you know, different kinds of drawings out of those plastics. Just because, you know, they were available, whatever I could find. And I, the, I think um, sometimes materials is, can be a barrier, but it can be a possibility too. You know, we just have to consider. If the world ends today, and I'm the only person who survived, would I still make art? The early seeds that were planted on Schwarga's path towards becoming an artist started at a young age. Schwarga credits his mother. So I was, I would say like I was not that good uh, in school, actually. Um, I have an elder brother who's like really talented and had good scores in maths and English and all the other subjects. And I was struggling. And I'm glad that I had my mother, you know, I was a good drawer. Like, I don't know, <clears throat> I don't have any evidence now, like any drawing from my childhood, but <laughs> she said I was a good drawer. And she encouraged me that there are, there are other ways, you know, like in South Asia, like there are a lot of pressures to become doctor, engineer, you know. And it's hard because people don't see art as an as a profession. Mm -hmm. But she kind of encouraged me. She knew about Picasso, Van Gogh. She was uh, cultural and educated because she was a she was a doctor, and she gave me hope. And I, like from very beginning, I thought that, yeah, I'm gonna be an artist. <laughs> so I would say it's mostly because of her. Okay. I asked Schwarga about his studio space. He describes the turmoil in his creative space with the textures he creates in his work. He draws connections to his relationship with cities and the colonial history of South Asia. Some people have labeled the artist's work as beautiful, but Schwarga's intentions are clear. He cites histories that are not always beautiful. So I was lucky to have that space actually, and my wife has a lot to do with that because we had a apartment and we were trying to store our work because we, I had a lot of stretchers and paints and everything so we just asked the landlord if we can have a separate space to store our work so the guy who gave us the apartment the agent he thought that I'm a painter which is not nothing wrong with it it's not the art paint <laughs> he thought that i have so much paint so i paint walls <laughs> nothing wrong with that <laughs> you know that's a great job too and <laughs> because people normally don't think about you know like art art you know, and it needs a separate space to make that thing yeah. you know so but he was kind enough to give us a space mm -hmm. and um my studio is a chaos, actually. <laughs> I, I, I Somehow I can't work in an organized way. <laughs> and somehow I need this chaos. Because probably it, it's because I, I'm from Dhaka. 
Dhaka is a very chaotic city, honestly. <laughs> I love cities too. Like I love Philadelphia, <laughs> even despite all the chaos and yeah. you know, violence. Um, I don't want to die here, for sure. <laughs> But I love Philadelphia for sure. Um, so I think because when I'm making, you know, like I have a wall where I have I would have my paintings <laughs> and I would have all the chaos around it, <laughs> and I'm my work is. It's like a lot of texture. It's mm -hmm. not stable. It's not that you you'd feel like it's um, like people are saying my work is beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I like that. It's okay. Yeah. But from my end, that's not my goal. <laughs> I don't create to make something beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's more important because I have so much to say. Mm -hmm. You know, as a colored person, as a person from with post-colonial experience. Mm -hmm. I don't mind if my painting is not beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, I I I'm up for that mm -hmm. because some histories are not beautiful. Mm -hmm. Taos of Noor, the curator of Shwarga's solo exhibition, helped bring the artist's intentions to the surface. I think I I'm, one of the most important thing he was like, you know, I was building these layers and I was talking about excavation mm -hmm. a lot that the idea was like in a surface level you go to a place you dig the ground which you know historically important and you find these artifacts or objects that might connect you to the past mm -hmm. i was relating that with uh, that idea with me personally mm -hmm. i was thinking like who am i the, the same question you mm -hmm. know like nobody could answer <laughs> i was like who am i to even ask that question <laughs> i was thinking about that if i'm if i'm the person now grew up in a post colonial history you know so i know that bengal famine happened and i know that what churchill said when that happened you know how churchill said that they don't even these people doesn't count as a human being Archibald Wavell called the Bengal famine one of the greatest disasters to have befallen people under British rule and said the reputational damage was incalculable. During one government discussion about famine relief, Secretary of State for India Leopold Amery recorded Mr Churchill saying that any aid sent would be insufficient because Indians bred like rabbits. You know like that that shame, you know, that torture historically do i carry that you know what is my connection with that history also i'm thinking about the past where i uh, i feel like a lot of people glorify like we invented uh, this you know we invent we have these uh, mythological stories which are our pride we have this painting history goes back beyond a lot of other art history which are not acknowledged by western theorists you know or i would say more like colonial theorists you know uh, so we we have this art art culture too which i can be proud of but how i connect with that history you know like where is where is me a lot of uh, people are coming from a lot of different cultures they they want to f be part of that glory we all want to feel proud of ourselves and 
then we know that all these things happens like colonialism happens is like where I see myself like, is everything bad about colonialism like when Beatrice Pivak said like the way we're seeing uh, colonialism in a way it's not only negative mm-hmm. you know there are a lot of other aspects of it it's not a singular thing mm-hmm. so it's a complex history so I was digging through of that past that where I'm living now and what was my past and how can I show that into my work mm-hmm. and that's where Tafsif also could relate because yeah. his work is about these histories and uh, you know culture so that idea of excavation kind of connects us both yeah we finished our conversation speaking about the relationship built between Schwarga and Tafsif for the artist's first solo show at 12 Gates Tafsif is a great friend um um, really um, amazing supporter of my work and um, I was telling Tafsif in a way that Tafsif explored me you know, <laughs> because that's what curators do, like seeing somebody's work and um, acknowledging that this can be important I was telling that to Tafsif the other day and I was saying like because he's from Bangladesh too you know, so he could relate the idea of the ideas that I was working with, you know, like Bangladesh is a very important place historically, especially for South Asian history. Bengal is one of the most important place because Bengal was the capital of British colony. So it's a very complex place now, you know, like we have our own cultural history, which is Bangla, Bangla culture. But we had that British colony and now people don't know what to do because they want their kids to learn English mm-hmm. you know the king king's language you know mm-hmm. they want their kids to act like them uh, wear coats ties mm-hmm. you know work in a high high offices mm-hmm. in, in corporate level but they also complain that oh my my children are not learning their own culture learning not learning their own language so there is a duality mm-hmm. you know that's what I'm I'm always meant like I I grew up with that conflict. And Tosif also aware of that situation, you know. And also there is a lot of revolt happened in Bengal. Like a lot of great names like Shubash uh, Chandra Boshu. A lot of protest happened in Bengal too. So if you think, even like when the partition happened, you know, uh, India-Pakistan. Bengal divided into two parts based on religion Mm -hmm. because we have religious conflict and uh, it was Hindu and Muslim. Mm -hmm. So my family was Hindu, but they stayed in Bangladesh, which is a Muslim majority country. And I grew up with a culture where I had close connection with Islam, also a close connection with Hinduism. Mm -hmm. Because I read Quran, Mm -hmm. I also read Indian mythology. So then the question is like, where I belong? <laughs> you know, after knowing all this information, I, I don't see these cultures um, as a fear. Mm-hmm. You know, I see these cultures as my own, mm-hmm. even, you know, even I'm not a religious person. Yeah. So Tasif could understand, mm-hmm. Tasif knew that I'm trying to share that complexity mm-hmm. and 
you know coming from that part coming from that specific part of the world even though it's a very small country all this conflict all this duality all this post colonial history you know so he could relate that was funny thanks for listening to find out more about shwarga's work you can follow him on instagram at shwarga or visit his website shwarga.com That's S-H-W-A-R-G-A dot com.